It sure is good to be back in the Lord's house tonight. I appreciate each one that's come. Glad to have you. If you're visiting with us, we're especially glad to have you. And I thank, thank the Lord for this good day that he's given us. As I was considering what I should read tonight, it came on my heart to read a very familiar scripture from the second chapter of the book of Luke. And uh, uh, Mary was uh, very pregnant with child, which of course was Jesus Christ. And uh, there went up a decree uh, by Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And so uh, Joseph uh, took Mary and they went down to Bethlehem. And we see them down here uh, starting at the fifth verse, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That's enough for you. Does everybody stand? As we pray, precious Heavenly Father, I thank you for that great gift of all time that you made to all mankind. Thank you that you let your son come and be born, born of a virgin, laid in a manger, and ultimately go to the cross, die, stay in the tomb three days and three nights and be resurrected and come out alive and enter back into heaven and offer us the opportunity to be alive and go to heaven. God, we pray tonight for this service that you just bless it. God, help us to get in the center of your will, be obedient to you, and give us a, a great portion of your Holy Spirit. God, we ask you these things and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We turn this over to Brother Taylor on the floor. Page 224.
sure is good to be here and once again I'm blessed by the choir singing I appreciate our choir so much thank the Lord for it and uh, good to see everybody that's here glad to have you and if you're visiting I want to say again we're especially glad to have you let's all just stand for a moment now everybody has an unspoken request anybody have a spoken request go ahead just say whatever's on your heart Amen. Yeah, we know what they have in their heart. Yeah. Amen. Well, that's a very touching request. Let's remember that. Someone else. for the service down at Cherry Valley tonight uh, down in Hamilton, Ohio. That's uh, where Brother Matt Klopperstein is the pastor down there. And they're having their uh, Christmas program tonight. And uh, we got a few folks from here to come down there to see that. And uh, they're really hoping that they just have a good spiritual time and it touches somebody's heart. And, you know, we've seen that happen here before, so we know it can. So let's just really pray for them tonight. Someone else. Good time to be in the Lord's house. Maybe just extra special somehow to me tonight. If nobody else got anything, that's Pastor Brother Mike Nichols to lead us in prayer.
the Lord. I enjoyed that prayer. I ask God to help us with a lot of things, and I also thank Him for helping us many things He already has. And I just appreciate Him so much. Now, anybody feel like singing a song? Got a song in your heart? God's laid dirt, and you feel like singing it while you do that. Anyone? Let's pray uh, while Brother Joe comes to sing that. Let's, let's really pray. I, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, we'll say it. I can't thank him enough. And I appreciate it. for me I'll try my best I sure am thankful to be here today Amen. it was so sweet to be on to be here Sunday morning service for the first time in quite a while and I just truly feel blessed and I'm, I'm so thankful Making the sun to shine, putting the stars in the sky for the flowers that bloom, ocean so blue. Thank you, Lord, for every sparrow that sings and makes sweet melody. For the rivers that flow, the rain and the snow, thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for me. to thank you Lord I just want to thank you Lord for making me whole saving my soul thank you Lord for my whole family for the joy my children bring for shoes on our feet plenty to eat thank you lord for the church where i worship and pray 
for the freedom I have today. For your spirit I feel presence so real. Thank you, Lord, for being a friend so dear, giving my sad heart cheer. For holding my hand when I could not stand. Thank you, Lord, for giving your life for me on a cross at Calvary, for taking my place for mercy and grace. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for me. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for making me whole, saving my soul. Anybody else feel like singing? All right, be much in prayer. We'll look at these young preachers over here and see which one of them got something on their heart. Let's pray. Pray for Cooper. Thank God for being here tonight. Thank you for that good song. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been tore up since the service was about to start. Uh, sometimes when it's just your turn, God will let you know. And uh, I'd love to be able to tell you what God's done for me tonight. And uh, I'm, I'm about tore up. I don't know if I'll be able to talk very much, but I, I just I want to follow him. If I could show you just how good he's been to me. If I could take you every step of the mile, I'd say, there it is, there it is, there it is. God's been an unseen hand in my life. Times when I didn't see him, times when I did, but I thank him every day that he gets me up. He's always been there. You pray tonight, I just, I want to help encourage you. Normally we get up here and we kind of know whether we're going to preach to the lost or to the saved. I, I, want, to, I want to encourage you tonight. That's what God's laid on my heart. That's okay. I want to start reading the 37th chapter of the book of Psalms. The 23rd verse. 
23rd verse of the 37th chapter of the book of Psalms says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Listen to this statement. This is what's on my heart tonight. He said, I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. I just want to read those four short verses. And just to give you a little background, the Bible theologians, I guess you could say, tell us that this was at the end of David's life. This was towards the latter part of David's life. And though it's in the middle of the book of Psalms, it's David talking in his older age. And I love David's viewpoint here. I like what David's doing. And he's going through this and he's telling people what he could reflect on in his life. And the first thing he starts off with is what he defines as a good man. When I begin to think about the world today and what they define as a good man, and if you look at the world, they'll say Jeff Bezos or whoever owns Apple, and they'll say those men have got money, those men have done this. Those are some good fellas. Well, but David began to talk about the Lord. David said the steps of a good man are ordered by God's hand. Fellas, if we do anything that's good tonight, it'll be because the Lord said to do it. Anything that I've ever done, I'm not perfect and I'm not good by any means, but anything I've ever done that's worth anything has been because God said, go do this, and I followed Him. And I'm begging you today, if you ever do anything good in this life, it'll be because God says, go do something. Listen, we ought to be looking for His direction today. Listen, a good man will be led by the hand of God. You know what the Bible says? We ought to be striving to mark where Jesus was. We ought to be trying to live like Him. That's the step we got to be walking in. The ones that Jesus took, we ought to walk in His way and go after what He did. I'm not going to be perfect, Jordan, but my heart's desire tonight is to be as good as I can. And I know I'm going to fall and I'm going to stumble, but the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by God's hand, and it is His delight to serve the Lord. Listen, any time I've ever had real joy is when I got in the way of the Lord and I got caught up in Him and I started realizing that I was working for Him. And it brought me joy down in my heart to know that I was working for the One who hung the moon and the stars in their places. And He sent His Son to die for me. Boy, when have you had joy in your life, Cooper? When I got saved and then now that I got saved, I get joy in my life. I get delight in my life. When I see other people get saved. Boy, when I see people get happy about the Lord. I've seen plenty of people around this place get happy. And it gets me happy. Church, today I just want to encourage you. He's worth our highest praise. Sometimes we just look at it and we say, you know what, He sent His Son to die for me. Well, but when I say that, it, 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 it it just shocks me that the God in heaven sent down His only Son to die for me. What, what, what matter of love? It says, the Bible says, no greater love hath a man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Church night, we ought to rejoice in knowing that God considered us friends. And when he looked down through the sands of times, he saw our wrongdoing, but he said, you know what? I consider them friends and I love them dearly. So I'm going to send the best that heaven has to go and pay the sin debt. And we ought to rejoice in that tonight. You keep praying. It says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I begin to think about this, and I, don't, I, I say it so many times whenever I preach about David, but I love studying on the life of David. Well, if you want to learn something, there's a lot to learn from the life of David. 
But as it said this, it said, Though he may fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. I begin to think about David there, and everybody knows the story when he went and laid with Bathsheba, and he made a mistake, and he made a wrongdoing. But I love what he says. He said, Though he may fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Well, I think here's what David was saying. He said, Though I, I may have stumbled along my way, though I may have messed up, God has never left me. Boy, did not I've done wrong, but listen, I've never lost my salvation. It's not up to me to keep. He's holding me in the palm of His hand. And I thank God tonight that no matter where I go, no matter what I do, God's not going to leave me alone. God's going to hold me until I see Him in glory. That brings me joy to think about that one of these days, I'm going on home and He's not going to leave me here. He said, I'm holding you until the day of redemption and you can come home with me and rejoice evermore. Uh, but listen, I want to rejoice while I'm down here too. Why? For that exact reason. Because He is not leaving me alone. And so we ought to rejoice in knowing tonight that God is not going to let us go out of the palm of His hand. Well, preacher, what if, what if I go here? What if I do this? It was cast into forgetfulness sea. As far as God's concerned, when it comes to sin of the soul, it's, it's, it's already gone. God's forgotten about it. It's, it was under the blood. Listen, I, I want to mention this tonight. David went and did that. And he said, he sh the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. But I do want to mention this tonight. When those of us that are saved, we get in a bad way, there is a price to pay for sin. It doesn't get talked about much anymore. Preachers are scared too. Well, but I thank God for the truth. Listen, the book of Revelation says, Those who I love, I'll rebuke and I'll chastise. Yeah. Preacher, what's that mean? Every once in a while when I do something wrong, Jordan, God will come by and give me a whooping. Yeah. Preacher, that's harsh tonight. I thank God for him. I thank God for every whooping that I've ever got. Because yeah. it's shown me the right way and it's reminded me that I'm his and he's mine. Well, I thank God tonight that there is a price to pay, but I don't want to get in that way and I don't want to walk down that way. And we ought to be careful and we ought to be vigilant in this day and hour to watch where we're walking and what we're doing because if we're not careful, we'll end up in a place where God's got to give us a whooping. And I don't want to get there and I want to give you encouragement because I've been there. Don't get started down that road and don't take that path because it'll get you in a place you don't want to be. Boy, listen, and I've got a little bit more and I know this is long, but I just want to follow Him. Here's my favorite part about this. this. This verse right here, this says it all. At the end of David's life, this, this is what I believe his conclusion was. He said, I have been young and I have been old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. You may say, preacher, that's easy for David to say. David slayed Goliath and David was a king over Israel. Of course he'd say, he's never been forsaken. I want to walk you through a few points in David's life, if that's, if that's okay. In the book of 2 Samuel, in the 13th chapter, we see that one of David's son, sons is beginning to be discussed, and his name was Amnon. I'm going to read this to you. It says, And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her, and Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. Amnon thought it hard for her to do anything to her, but Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab and the son of Shimeach, David's brother, and Jonadab was a very subtle man. And he said unto the king's son, Why art thou being the king's son lean from day to day? 
Wilt thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. And so we see, I just want to give you a little background here. Amnon was one of David's son, and he had fallen in love with his half-sister. And obviously that's a sinful thing, and, but he was not concerned with that. He was concerned about the lust of the flesh. And we see, I'm just going to tell you this a little bit of the story. It says that Amnon went in, and his, his buddy had told him, he said, go lay in your bed, act like you're sick, and have her bring you something, that way you can get her in your room. And David did that, and then the next thing you know, Tamar came in the room, and he made him to lay with her. David had laid, or not David, Amnon had laid with his half-sister. And you, you bear with me, I'm just trying to get the picture to you. You pray. And so Amnon went in there and he forced Tamar to lay with him. And Absalom was Tamar's brother. Now David, and, or Amnon and Tamar were half-brother and half-sister. I want to get this picture to you. Absalom was Tamar's full brother. And it says, Absalom, this is the full brother, also David's son. It says, and Absalom, her brother, said unto her, Hath Amnon thy brother been with thee? But hold thy peace, my sister, for he is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her, in her brother Absalom's house. But when the king David heard of all these things, he was very wroth. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good or bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. And so we see there's, there, there's a problem starting to divide this family. That Absalom had started to get mad. He had heard about what happened. That he was mad. But the Bible says... That he didn't do anything for two years. He didn't talk to him, didn't do any good or bad. And you keep praying, I, I'm almost getting to it. You hold up. It says, 28 says, this is after two years. It says, now Absalom commanded his servants, saying, Mark ye now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine. And when I say unto you, smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, have I not, I commanded you, be courage, courageous and vigilant. And the servants of Absalom did, but Amnon, as Absalom had commanded, then all the king's son arose, and every man got him up upon his mule and fled. Listen to this. So he had went and sent his men. He said, go down there. He said, and when he's, his heart's merry with wine, when he's drunk, he said, you kill him, you smite him. Mind you, this is two brothers going after each other. And it says, and it came to pass while they were in the way that tidings came to David, saying, Absalom has slain all the king's son. There is not one of them left. Boy, could you imagine being in the place of David there, that your sons had begun to war against each other and your sons had begun to go after each other, and then he got the news that his sons were dead, all of them were dead. I couldn't imagine being in that place today. Listen, I know we're going to go through trouble and turmoil down here and times get rough and going gets hard, but David was courageous and David knew exactly what the Lord was going to do for him. And I want to read a little bit more. It says, Then the king arose, this is talking about David, and tear his garments and lay on the earth, and all his servants stood by with their clothes rinsed. Well, what a picture that the Bible creates here. I just want to show you this for a minute. We see David found out the news. And it says that he lay on the floor with his clothes rent. Well, I, I, want, to, I want to create this picture. David's in the king's palace. David gets the news and David's on the floor so shocked that he's laying down. Well, I can see him laying down there just looking up at the sky. Saying, God, why would you do this to me? God, why have I done so much for you? But what we can't forget as Christians that more than we could ever do anything for God is that He sent a Savior to save us and we can't do anything to add up to that but serve Him. And it's not going to add up to Him at the end of the day. But what I can see David there is he's laying on the ground saying, God, why? God, how could you do such a thing to me? And God's sweet spirit comes by and says, Child, it's going to be alright. Everything's going to be just fine. I've not left you once before and I'm not going to start leaving you now. I thank God today that He's never 
left me alone. And he, I don't believe he's going to start anytime soon, Bill. I think there's a lot of wisdom in these front rows. And if they could tell us anything tonight, it'd be that God's never left them and he's not going to leave them anytime soon. Aren't you glad for an omnipresent God? One that's everywhere and he's always been there and he's always going to be there. I want to go on a little bit further. I know this is a lot. You pray just a little bit more. So Absalom killed Amnon. And David eventually found out that not all of his sons were dead, but Amnon was. And as soon as Absalom did that, and he knew David found out, it said that Absalom fleed the land. He left. He was scared of his dad. He didn't know what his dad was going to do. And he got plain worried about what was going to happen. But listen to what it says here. It says, But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amuhud, king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. Yeah. Absalom left and went away. But David's heart was still with Absalom. Yeah. I want to hit on this while I'm at it. Listen, I know you may be out in a far country tonight and you've walked away from the church. Come on. Well, but God still cares about you. Amen. You can say, I don't care about the church. The church cares about you more than you'll ever know. And even when you think we're not praying for you, we're praying for you. I thank God for you, Levi. You brought to my attention just now. I, I, I thought about Levi for a long time, and I sure am thankful, buddy, that you came and got back in. I sure am thankful that it's that way, Terry, that when we purpose in our hearts to get back in, we can come back to our home country, and we can come back in the church house, and we can start living for Him, and we can start doing what's right. There's been times, listen, I've failed Him so many times, but every time that I've come back and said, God, God, I want to live for you. God, I want to do more. You know what He's told me? Go on and do more for me then. He's given me a charge tonight and He's given all of us a charge to do everything we can for Him. Are we going to be perfect? No. Listen, but I want to take every step of the way with Him because the steps of a good man are ordered by God's hand. And that's what matters tonight is that we're walking in the way of the Lord. I don't care what happens to me in this world, but if I can give Him glory and if I can give Him honor, that's all I want to do. Listen, I, I don't know what you're going through, but I promise you God knows exactly where you're at. Yeah. I'm not going to read the rest of the story. I'm just going to tell it if that's okay. I won't get everything right, but I'll paraphrase. Listen, Absalom, he left and went over there, and eventually he had come, I think, some kind of close back to home a little bit. And there had been a man that had met him, and he had told him, he said, look at what's going on in Israel. And he said, just, just claim yourself as king, basically. And Absalom began to claim himself as king, and David had heard all these things, and David knew, but David had charged his men. He knew Absalom was getting ready to try to fight with his men to take over the country of Israel. It even says that the people of Israel, many people in Israel, their heart was turned towards Absalom. Boy, David's own people were turning their back on him. David's own people were turning their back on him. And it says that as they began to realize that there was going to be a battle that was going to occur, that David told his men, he said, don't kill Absalom. Don't kill him. I've already lost one son. I don't want to lose another. Listen to what happened. It says, And a certain man saw and told Joab, said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanged in an oak. They had went out to battle, and Absalom was riding on a mule, and he would got caught in a tree and was just hanging there stuck and had no help. And uh, it says, Then Joab said, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. And ten young men that bare Joab's armor compassed about and smote Absalom and slew him. And Joab blew the trumpet and the people returned from pursuing after Israel for Joab held back the people. 
here's what's just occurred. Exactly what David didn't want to happen, happened. David had already lost one son. And then can you imagine, Jordan, the time when the news came, I've lost another one. He told his men, he said, don't you dare kill him. They did it anyways. Listen, now here's what gets me. David went through all this, and at the end of, the, of his life, he said, I have been young, yeah. and I have been old. Yeah. You think about this, really take this in your heart. Yeah, After all this, he said, I have been young, and I have been old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. What's that mean to you, preacher? It means that no matter where I go, no matter what happens to me, He's not going to forsake me and He's never going to leave me. And the Bible says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. No matter what waters you go through, I'll be right there walking with you. Even when you cross this river, I'm going to be walking with you. So I thank God tonight that He's not going to let the righteous be forsaken. And understand tonight, I'm not talking about a good man in the flesh, but I'm talking about a righteous man down inside. I'm talking about a man that's saved today. I thank God that I'm born again. And if you're not, you need to get in a place and you need to get saved. But listen, listen tonight. I just can't get this around my head sometimes, Bill. That the God in heaven gets up with me every morning. The step I take out of bed, He steps with me. That brings me joy to think about, Eric. We ought to rejoice in that. Listen tonight. I, I, my heart's with somebody. I want to mention this. This is my last point, I promise says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. I thought about this, and I think about the story of Mephibosheth a lot when he got to come into King David's house and he got a spot at the king's table. Yeah. I believe that every person gets saved gets their spot at the king's table. Yeah. And I want to tell you this night, there's a spot open for you if you want it. Yeah. But I begin to think about this. It says, I've never seen them begging for bread. You say, preacher, I, I ain't had spiritual food in years. Preacher, what do you mean? I feel like I don't get any bread. Are you in your spot at the king's table? I'm not saying you're getting lost again. Understand me good and well. But maybe you've just slid back a little bit from the king's table. How can you eat from the king's table if your arms aren't up on the table? Preacher, I want to be fed. Come and get right. Preacher, I want food again. Come and get right. I'm not dogging on you and I'm not judging you, but listen, we've all been there. And when I was so hungry and I was out in that dry desert country, like the prodigal son, and I had nothing to eat, and I would have fain filled my belly with the husk that the swine did eat. Listen, I was starving in a dry desert country, and then I came home and the church began to be merry, and God began to be merry, and just like the story of the prodigal son, the church began to celebrate, and God began to say, the prodigal's home, the son's back. He's back home, and they went and killed the fatted calf. You know what that means? You can start eating from the king's table again if you get in your right spot. God wants to feed you and He wants to provide for you. And like David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That's all I got. I know it was a lot. I hope you followed me. But I, I want to ask to get a song. Sometimes God just does some things. I'm telling you, I feel in my heart somebody needs help. Preacher, the altar is only for people that are out of church or people that need to get saved. You want to talk about a place with help, you'll find it at an altar. I see how this thing's a little bit worn out, but if you could ask them, it was worth it. It was worth the steps they took. Stand with us tonight, please. I'm, I'm begging of you. Somebody's got to get some help. God's, God's, God's blessed in my heart. God's shown me in my heart. I'm not claiming to be nothing special. But somebody is in a rough place. 
I want you to know tonight, God's not going to leave you. Maybe you say, preacher, I just don't know where to go in my life. I say, come and ask for direction. Preacher, I just don't know what's going to happen. Be rest assured that God has not ever forsaken the righteous. Sing when you're ready. Somebody needs to come running to get something fixed up. Boy, come on tonight. Every step that I've ever made to an altar was worth it. Tell you oh, about my this. friend on whom He's the I depend. He's the best friend I've ever knew. I ever knew. With my heart, with my heart, He's been the best friend that I've ever known. David maybe had a lot of friends. He had Jonathan and them boys, but if he could tell them anything, if he could tell us anything, he'd say, the best friend that I've ever known is the God in heaven that he's never left me alone. Somebody come get help. Preacher, I'm just struggling so bad, I feel like I can't walk up here. God wouldn't ask you to come and not give you the faith to come. If God wants you to come, he's given you the faith to make the steps. Just as he wants you to step I out. Am, and though I fail the Lord, He's not he has never failed me. He's been everything and more than He said He would be. Somebody needs some help tonight.
I don't want to extend things out of the will of the Lord tonight, but I feel in my heart somebody else needs help. Listen, I want you to think about this for a minute as I get another song. The God in heaven who put the moon and the stars in their places wants to help you tonight. Amen. He wants to hear from His people. And God wants to answer your prayer. Listen, I beg of you, I'll be done shortly, but I don't want you to walk away from here not getting the help you need. Terry, we've all been there. We've all walked away and not gotten our help. And I was more miserable walking away than I was before. Why? Because I knew that I could have gotten things fixed up and I could have gotten the help I needed. But I'll be honest with you, I'm stubborn sometimes and I got in my flesh and I said, God, I'm not doing that. I'm telling you right now, if you walk away tonight, not making a move, you'll walk away about miserable. See, the thing about preachers is I feel like a lot of times, I'm nobody special, but I feel like a lot of times he has us preach past experiences, Terry. And tonight I'm telling you, I've been there. And if I could tell you one word tonight, it's run. Run where? Run to this altar. Run to it. It's here for a reason. I thank God for being here. I thank you for your, your earnest prayers and I thank you for your undivided attention. I'm going to ask him for one more song. I'm going to turn it over to you, buddy. heaven above why you picked me I appreciate that message they sure had a lot of encouragement that's what Cooper said is on his heart I feel that encouragement tonight I need somebody else to whoever you are that needs to come and pray come whoever obey the Lord don't worry about what somebody's going to think be concerned Yet about what God wants. God's the one we need to be thinking about tonight. Listen to that song. Come. Come on. Sometimes it's hard the Lord. to walk in His footsteps. Amen. But when I stumble, He understands. He knows where we're at. He picks me up. Wipes off my sin Amen. And puts me on my feet again Amen. Yes, He loves me As small as I am Amen. Well, I'm nobody special And Listen. I'm no ruler or king God loves us all And this whole world doesn't know who I am, but I have Jesus yeah. living inside me. Amen. He fights my battles and guides me. Obey the Lord tonight. And he loves me. I'm like Cooper. I believe somebody as else needs to come. As I am. If it's you, then you're the one that can say yes. Sometimes it's hard to walk in His footsteps But when I stumble, He understands He picks me up, wipes off my sin And puts me on my feet again 
loves me as small as I am. Yes, he loves me as small as I am. Amen. Boy, appreciate the message and those good songs. I already said this, I want to say it again. Cooper had on his heart, so I want to be encouraging to you tonight. I want to have a message of encouragement. I certainly think that God blessed him to do that. And uh, great encouragement and great reason for encouragement. And uh, so if you just reflect on what he's uh, preached tonight and think about how good God is to us, and he's good to us uh, uh, when we're doing our best, and he's good to us even when we're doing our worst. Now, it costs us something to disobey God. But even when we're like that, uh, God still has mercy and compassion on us. If he didn't, there's been times in my life, plenty of times, I've just been consumed like in a big smoke cloud. But God cared about me. He loved me. He spoke to me and tenderly led me. And when I repented, he wrapped his arms around me and loved me, let me feel his presence, and let me know everything's okay. And so that's, that's just along the same line that Cooper preached, and that's along the same line of those songs that they sang. They fit together so good. Now, somebody else got something on your heart. And, and even, we're not singing right now, but if you feel like coming to all you, you can still come. And Kurt, you might want to say something. You want to say something about it? In the hospital recently, uh, while I was in, my mom uh, brought, brought uh, my grandpa's Bible, my grandpa Coates. God put it on my heart to read Psalms 46, and I'm just going to paraphrase it, but uh, it says, I am your refuge, and I am your strength. And uh, God knew uh, that I needed it then because I was, I was just a mess. I, I didn't know what was going on with me, and, uh, you know, I, I'm thankful that sometimes, uh, you know, God just passes by. He, he gave me just... He said, Psalms 46, and I opened it up. I just started bawling. But uh, I'm thankful to, to be saved, and uh, I'm just thankful to be here. Anybody else got anything on your heart? Something to say or do? Follow the Lord. that testimony. Amen. Anyone else?
Keep praying. Now God's sure answering prayers, and he's a prayer-answering God. And we just need to keep praying. Don't be worrying well-doing. Keep following the Lord. Anything else? testimony about the message yep amen someone else That's good, Cameron. Appreciate that experience. That's pretty. That touched my heart. Anyone else? There's one back there now to take care of the offering. I just, that's a little bit of what they do, and I, I appreciate all they do, all of them. Anything else? If not, I'm just thinking, who, who do I need to get to pray? You know, I like even when I ask somebody to pray, I like for it to be in the Lord's will. I appreciate that. Brother Steve, God.